0: Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Your second album, uh, At Least I'm Free, was released last Friday and it is phenomenal. It's been the absolute soundtrack of my week. Um, how does it feel to have it out?
1: Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you love the record. That's pretty much, yeah, That every time someone says they like it, I'm just blown away because I'm just, you know, we sat on it and worked on it for so long. Um, so to to hear finally that people are listening to it, Is amazing and you know I feel relief and joy and stress and pretty much every feeling you could imagine it's a lot.
0: (laughs) The growth between your first album Big Grief and At Least I'm Free is really clear like they're both amazing albums but there's such a like a depth and a range to this album can you speak about just like kind of the growth between the albums and the process of putting this one together?
1: Yeah, so, like, I feel between the two records, a lot of growth happened to me in my personal life and and kind of how I saw myself in the industry, how I saw myself personally. Um, I went through a lot in my personal life and, obviously, COVID happened as well. So I think it sort of forced a lot of people to look inward and sort of try and figure out what's actually going on underneath the hood. And, um, yeah, I... It's just a lot of growth. And I think as well, like, yeah, as professionally, as a songwriter, I had a lot of great writing experiences. Um, I got to work with a lot of different people. I got to expand my circles in that creative realm. So, yeah, it's just three years of serious growth. And so I guess that sort of reflects on the album, um, which I'm really happy about because it really does document my life for that three-year period.
0: Yeah. um, I was like Reading other reviews of the album when it came out, and it was really cool to see that you worked with Kay Flay on um, No Doz. I thought that was so awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, we, um, so at the end of 2019, um, my, uh, my team sort of put out the feelers uh, to do co writes over in LA. And I was super keen to work with anyone, and the first person to put their hand up was k Flay. And she'd been a fan of the band and she wanted to get in a room with me ASAP. So I went over and we just got along like a house on fire. We had the best time. Um, And we just creatively clicked straight away as well. Like it was immediate. I think we both knew what kind of, even though we hadn't like actually verbally described where we both were heading, like in our brains, but I just think we naturally knew where it was going to go
0: not even just with this album, but like Wax as a whole, your lyrics are, they're poignant, they're angry, heartfelt, happy, funny, all at once. Um, There's such a big range in those tracks and I don't want to be all generic and be like, what's your inspiration? But how, how do you go about kind of creating those tracks and bringing all those different emotions, I guess, together cohesively?
1: Well, I think it's just been a process of becoming closer with myself and those elements those lyrical elements are all like micro like cosmos of my own personality like i am i think authenticity is showing all levels and all facets of yourself and i wanted to have you know i wanted to have my humorous side because i can be a lighthearted person i wanted my angry side i wanted everything on display and i wanted all the songs to encapsulate my personality and that's probably the thing I'm most proud of is this album is who I am. Like, if you wanted to know me, listen to the album and you
0: understand. <laughs> Building on that, it's there's so many experiences... In the, in the writing on this album that is so inherent to womanhood, like tracks like Most Hated Girl, Same Bitch, it comes to mind immediately. It's in the name. Um, at least in my head, you're in a league with these phenomenal non-male fronted Aussie punk bands, Body Type, Camp Cope, Amel. What like lends this genre so well to discussing those experiences of womanhood in like such a multifaceted way?
1: I think... Um in Australia anyway, the industry is quite interesting um, from like a, like a guitar music point of view. We're very, um, there's not many of us and it's a, it's a hard uh, road to take because it's so male dominated. And I think that makes us appreciate and work even more to make that sort of voice heard um, because our experiences are quite similar. Like, um, like you said, with those, um, great artists that you just mentioned, like I've had conversations with each of them about similar experiences, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because we're having to forge our way in, um, in an aging industry. This industry here is, can be sometimes quite backwards. And, um, you know, we, we do feel that we have to keep being loud and, um, strong about what we're saying so that we can change the industry and make it better and more suitable for like minorities. Um, it's definitely getting better because we we work so hard at it and have done for the last couple of years. Um, but there's definitely a way to go um, in terms of diversity and making the place feel safe, especially in the heavy world. You know, I've started doing more stuff in the heavy realm Um And it's just (laughs) the diversity factor is pretty much zero and it's really upsetting because I see so many women and, you know, so much diversity in the crowds, yet most of the lineups are old dudes. And, um, so I, you know, I, I, encourage people to go out and, um, you know, stand up for their, you know, for their thing. And yeah, that, and I think other artists in the same sort of, um, field as me would agree.
0: Totally. Um, completely changing tech. What have you been listening to lately? I don't want to ask you like your favorite musicians of all time, but are there any local artists, any new tracks, any old things? just what's what's been on the airwaves for you?
1: I've been thinking a lot about pretenders. Um, I I don't know what it is. I, i've ha- I've been going back and listening to a lot of older stuff lately. Um, and like older songs coming into my head, like, and really strange, random stuff. Like I've been listening to like a lot of ELO and a lot of foreigner, a lot of like extra kind of, um, uh, you know, late seventies, early eighties for some reason. And I go through, like, I go through stages where I'm like, um, super obsessed with new music and what's happening. And then, I don't know, it just depends on my mood and I guess I've been smashing old stuff. Um, heaps <laughs> nice. but also um, there's this great band called Good Morning um, I don't know if you've heard of them and they're from Melbourne and myself and the guitarist in the band James we just thrash their music all the time, they're just really great um, but yeah awesome. that's kind of it, bit okay. random
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what is next up for Wax, like any shows resting up now the album's out any chance we might see you over the Dutch?
1: Yeah, we've been talking about getting over that ditch for a while. Um, it's super... Like, I I am a big advocate for, like, getting, like, New Zealand in on, like, an Australian tour, at least. Like, I because, you know, it kind of, like, the distance and costing is quite similar to go to Perth. So it's, like, I don't know why it's not included enough. Like, I, I think... Um I think a lot more bands are talking about it as well like just mm. cr- trying to get over there. Um I want to get over to New Zealand as soon as possible. Um if not the end of this year, um definitely next year. Awesome. Um but yeah, we'll be we'll be touring Australia at the end of the year and then um next year definitely overseas stuff.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for Giving us 10 minutes of your time this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.